What up, Cowboy Nation? Hey, guys. We are back. It's the Lawn Chair Cowboys coming to you with another episode. Um, weird freaking week coming off of uh, a Thursday night game. And we're supposed to be rolling into a Sunday game. And then COVID, the mighty COVID strikes again. And we're not playing until Tuesday. So you're going to get a few extra days to listen to our episode this week. As we review Washington football team game on Thanksgiving Day and preview the Ravens game coming up on Tuesday, weird day, um, December 8th will be the day of our next game. So, as always, I am your host, Mitchell Shaw, coming to you from Buckhannon, West Virginia, and I'm joined once again by our Awesome co-hosts, Wayne, just got done with a big old drive from, I don't know, Maryland somewhere, Wayne? It was in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Oh, Home, a little, little League World Series. There you go. And, of course, Daniel, our uh, engineer, whatever you want to call him, editor, producer extraordinaire. That's me. Living out in Virginia right now, being a male nanny yes a man a manny i'm a manny i'm a manny it's fun it's it's great i don't i don't have kids so this just uh reinforces that whole me not wanting kids uh thing because uh, (laughs) uh every every day i go a little bit more gray whenever i came down here i had like three gray hairs now i've got like three thousand so there's that at least you have hair. True. This is very true. I have a one nice of us, full head one of, of us hair. On this, one of us on this podcast is not so lucky. Yes. We won't say <laughs> <laughs> who that is. I can't grow not hair me. on my butt. That's the weird thing. Just kidding. Count your lucky stars. Just kidding. It grows like <clears throat> it's, it's worse on my butt than it is on my head. So. <laughs> All right. Enough. Good to know. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for thanks for informing informing us of that. Yes, it's no problem. All right. So I know what we're going to name this podcast: Daniel's Butt Hair. <laughs> I would actually rather watch it grow than watch the Cowboys play right now. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Been a rough, 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 rough go. We keep thinking it's going to turn around. It just doesn't. Um. So once again, we lay a. Big old egg on Thanksgiving Day. Um, a game which all of us picked Dallas to win. I mean, quite frankly, we all, you know, the way we played the week before against um, the Vikings, you know, we felt like we were showing signs of, you know, life and signs of um, energy and a team that was willing to try to make a run for the playoffs. And then we just come out on. Thanksgiving Day and just inexplicably lose to the team with no name, um, forty-one to sixteen at home. And uh, you know we were talking about it before we went and started. Well, before we started recording, and um, you know Wayne was very busy last week um, with his moves and stuff. We had talked about last week on last on the podcast as well, um, and. You know, just with all the commotion of Thanksgiving Day and 
and all the stuff that was going on too for for me here at my house. Honestly, I'd forgotten how bad the game was until I went back and looked at the box score <laughs> and and saw you know the total, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even remember it being that bad. But yeah, so really laid an egg, and and Daniel, I think um, you know you you took the liberty of making several notes on this game and um, uh, you know taking down some kind of uh, uh, notes about what you thought about the game as, as well. So um, I think you're best first to go ahead and go over it for us if you don't care. Um, and then we'll uh, catch up with um, – after that, we'll do our preview for the Ravens game. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just took like kind of um, notes on specific points in the game that turn the tides for you know for either side and you know the the further it went down the the more or the, the later in the game i should say that it got the uh <laughs> the more like you know the more mad i guess i was getting in my notes but um obviously well we started- yeah because that's <laughs> when the game started melting away so yeah. it makes sense it was bad. Um, first drive of the game, um, Cameron Irving and Zach Martin, both on our offensive line, both get hurt, both out the entire game, and they're both out for multiple weeks. Um, that right there is the sole reason we lost the game. I think that having both those guys out, I mean, Zach Martin is the cornerstone of our offensive line right now. Uh, you saw it last week, you know, he was amazing uh, versus the Vikings, and he goes down the first drive. Cameron Irving, also one of those, you know, he's not the cornerstone, but he's still a very good offensive lineman. And our offensive line has been beat up all year. And as soon as those two guys go out, it was just like, you know, to me, I was like, man, there's – probably not any chance we're going to win this game just because we're not gonna be able to run the ball as well Dalton's not going to be nearly as protected and Washington has a pretty okay defense um up on the line so that really hurt us um Randy Gregory did get hurt um in the first quarter um but he came back in the game he sat out for a little bit uh, a few other points on the game. Um, I wrote down the uh, really nice 54 yard uh, touchdown pass to Amari Cooper. Um, kind of shows you that there's Dalton is a good quarterback, and he he dropped that in right for Cooper just to go ahead touchdown. I mean, it that was the one down the sideline, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just it, I remember that one. Um, if it, it felt like he just threw that thing on a rope, like it, it was just like a line drive. Mm-hmm. I mean, on the money, like in stride, didn't have to slow down for it, didn't have to, you know, reach out for it. I mean, it just literally hit him right in the hands and and let him keep running. That was that was a really good throw, and and the reason why you sign a guy like Dalton for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the the biggest issue with Dalton this year is the protection. It goes right back to my first point. Like our offensive line's been beat up all year. So whenever he had to come in 
and fill in for Dak, you know, he's not as mobile as Dak is. Yeah, he runs a little bit, um, but getting acclimated with the offense um, and being the starter with a beat-up offensive line so your protection's not there, so you're, you're not as comfortable with the team as a whole. So whenever those key pieces go down, it makes it even worse for him. So it's been tough for him all year to be able to to get comfortable in the pocket or just be or at all because the protection's just breaking down left and right. Yeah, um, and and you know we talked about it too, um, and at the beginning of the season. Sorry, I don't mean to keep butting in, but I oh, want to you know throw in some <laughs> throw in some thoughts as you're talking. But um, you know we mentioned too ab- about Dalton is his best years in Cincy were when they had their best line. Yeah. You know, and, and mm-hmm. when you can protect him and keep him upright, they he's shown, you know, really good ability and, you know, starter, you know, franchise quarterback type ability, not just not just serviceable, but you know, he's he's shown that he can really shine. So yeah. Um I definitely agree. Like if we could keep him upright and keep him clean in the pocket, I think he could he could show more of what he did in that on that throw to Amari. For sure. Um, The next note that I have is uh, on Washington's first touchdown, we had two defensive penalties in the red zone um, that gave them their first downs. Or I think it gave them first downs, but um, but the two defensive penalties in the red zone basically handed them their first touchdown because, you know, our defense isn't great. But the fact that in the red zone, we need more discipline as far as I didn't write down what the penalties were. I wish I would have. Um, I was just mad that it happened because it seems like it's always something in the red zone, like whether sometimes we'll get a stop, but most of the time it's either they get in the red zone and score or they get in the red zone. We stop them, but hey, there's a penalty. Um, uh, we had first one. One of them was an illegal contact on Lewis mm-hmm. um, that was – it was a pass attempt to McLaurin on a third and five a, a, on our 20. And um, the other one prior to that was on our – on a third down. Two, so both of them were on third down. Um, one was a holding too. I think the, one of them ended up being kind of a phantom. Yeah, it was was like, I don't really see much. It was that Robinson guy, defensive holding for five yards. That was the first one, and the second one was the um, illegal contact. Illegal contact. Um, But they were both third and and four and third and five penalties, and they were both on incomplete passes, deep passes, um, that would have been, you know, drive-ending passes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Two... Like, okay, so we talked about McCarthy and, uh, you know, the aggressive play style, like on fourth down, going for it on fourth down. Um, now, I like the aggressive play calling. This game, I did not. Um, I liked the going forward on fourth and inches that we had. I did not like passing it on fourth and inches whenever you yeah. could have easily done, uh, you know, a QB sneak or have Elliot at least try. I mean that, you know, if you run it and they stuff you, that's one thing. Like I get it. You're passing it on fourth and inch inches. Yeah. Like, 
we're talking like probably a foot that yep. you need. Um, not cool. Uh, the f- fake punt. Um, that was the dumbest play. I don't care what McCarthy says. He came out and tried to justify <laughs> it and saying that it was a smart call. Like, no, it wasn't. You know, if we're like, you know, five yards away from field goal range. Yeah, do that. That's fine. Like Wayne said, you know, I'm totally fine with going for it on fourth down as long as we're like on the other side of the 50. We weren't. Right. We were on what, the 25-yard line, 20-yard line, something like that. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, fake punt. They read it the it's entire like way. It's giving up like it's do or die. Yeah. And the game was still within reach. That's the thing is like we still had a chance of coming back and winning that game. That was before it got completely out of hand. That's what turned the tide, and just we just kind of just were like, oh, we're done, whatever. Um, yeah, we just laid down after that. Yeah, it was bad. Um, Zeke fumbling on the first drive of the second half. He's had fumbling issues all year. I think he's had more fumbles this year than he has since he entered the league or tied. I think, I think it might have been tied. I think I saw that stat. I don't know if one of you guys can look that up, but um, I can. Uh, one bright point: the nice Jalen Smith interception. I love my linebackers, and watching him get an interception just makes me so happy. Um, I think uh, I think I t- talked about it on Sunday. Like I've always been a uh, Kellen Moore believer, I guess you could say. Uh, not this game, not at all. The offensive play calling in this game was absolute ass. And I think that has to come into play with the offensive line um, getting hurt. So he had to adjust how he was calling plays with Zach Martin and Cam Irving going down. Um, but it seemed like as soon as they went down after like the, the after that drive, it was like, what the hell are you doing? Like, are you, are you did you call Jason Garrett and uh, ask for some tips you know, on play calling, um, I don't know. I just – this whole game, it was, you know, it's fourth – or third down and you need five yards. Let's do a curl route for three yards. Like, stop passing it on – like, you need this many yards to get a first down. Why are you calling plays where your wide receivers stop before you get to that line? Like yep, go to the sticks. Oh we God. said that in another game this season. Yeah, it's game. it's game. the first game because CD never made it to the sticks. The yeah. first game we said, well, yeah. let's give him a pass. Yep. Oh yeah, uh, Zeke had five fumbles so far this year, twenty total for his career. First year I think was five, then mm. one, six, then three. Uh, so five. he's. I was looking at it too. So. Um, you're looking at total fumbles. So what he's had this year, he's actually had six, six. but he's lost five. Okay, um, so that's and that's as many as he as the fumbles that he's lost through his career so far. Okay, so yeah, this year he's had five lost. In the previous four seasons, he had lost five fumbles total over those four seasons. He had fumbled more, but he had recovered several, or we recovered them. Yeah. Um. But um. So he's had a total of 21 fumbles and 10 lost over his career. Um, 
so, but that's what it was, was he's lost as many this year as he had in the first four years he's been playing. Yeah. I knew it was something along those lines, but yeah, I mean, I just think that I just, as a whole, like, I think Kellen Moore's play calling was atrocious this entire game. Like I said, I think it might've been because Cam Irving and Zach Martin both went down in the first, on the first drive. Um, so he had to adjust, but I mean, it just seemed like a weird, like a weird game. Like, like we came out against the Vikings and stunned, I think everybody, like, I don't think anybody other than Wayne thought we were going to win that game, like in the entire world. (laughs) Um, and it seemed like we were in sync, like everything was clicking defense was, you know, doing better. Offense was doing better. And that first drive of this game, we drove right down the field. And it was it was nice to see, but after that it was it was back to back to right after Dak went out. It was just kind of that same kind of feeling, you know, whenever we played Washington last time where it was just we couldn't stop them. Nobody was it was it was like the fire was just gone. You know. And you know, I get injuries play a part in that. But, you know, they're they're professionals. Every single one of those professional and every backup that we've have has playing time. You know, and it's it's just uh, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Yeah, this so this whole this whole line should have playing time with as many injuries <laughs> yeah. as we've had. We just need to run the ball more. I think it comes down to all the games that we've been losing. I think Zeke has less than probably 18 carries and less than four yards of carry anything more. He usually ends up with a four and a half or higher yards per carry. And we either win the game or are pretty close to winning the game. So I think it just boils down to getting Zeke more involved. So, yeah, I know that you're, you know, risking him fumbling as he's doing this year, but I think, um, Reminds me a lot of uh, the play calling when they realized that Roma was just a gunslinger and they had uh, Murray. They were just like, well, we'll just let Tony throw it 50 times a game. I know we got a, uh, a NFL rushing title guy back there, but uh, we can throw it. It's kind of what it reminds me of. Yeah. I feel like uh, where we're at now with our season – I don't think it hurts anything for us to slow the game down, give our defense a break, and if we got to punt the ball every now and again or a bunch, just do it. Uh, throwing it leads to quick turnarounds for the defense to get back on after a three and out, and uh, doesn't really sustain any drives. So I would like to see him get Zeke up to like twenty-five rushes a game, probably for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I think that would do it. I think we'd yeah, probably, between, between probably Pollard win sure. three out of five. Yeah, between him and Pollard, we de- we definitely need to start seeing more carries because you know, even Pollard, he's been showing some some flashes and um, he's pretty darn good. So um, I agree. We need to start running the ball pretty heavy. And we said that. I feel like a broken record, but it seems like we, we were saying that when um, – Dalton got hurt 
after he got hurt and went down, we were like, man, we need to go run centric, you know, centric offense. And didn't really seem like we did still trying to gunsling it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, at this point, <laughs> at this point, we really shouldn't be trying to play for wins. If we are, then I got a question. I don't know. It's just, it's weird to I me. Mean, if it, we continue. it sucks that the entire division sucks because I want to win games because if like, if the Eagles or the giants or Washington had eight or nine wins, then we could just do whatever. Like I don't want to win games because I don't want to risk getting into the playoffs because that ruins our draft picks. You know, that ruins everything for next year. Cause we'll have a, like, you know, whoever gets into the playoffs from the NFC East this year is going to have a poor draft pick. Um, they're probably not going to be much better next year than they are this year. Um, and they're going to have a first place schedule. So it's, it's not going to be fun for whoever wins that. So there's multiple reasons why I don't want to win games. Um, the nice thing is, is that hopefully in these last couple games, like Washington or the giants can squeak out another win so they can get up to five wins and then we can, you know, maybe, beat one of them or I think it's I think it's honestly we could I guess muddy up the waters as we play them but I honestly think that it's going to be the Giants and that's going to lead to everyone giving us a hard time because Jason Garrett's on the Giants I mean uh, I can't tell you how much <laughs> I wish it was going to be the Eagles though because that would just be so so beautiful for the Eagles to win the division with the shittiest record, get the worst draft pick, get the first place schedule next year, get the shit stumped out of them again next year because they didn't get that much better, and then continue on their spiral of worse than mediocrity. The fans are so ignorant that they'll think that they are good because they made the playoffs. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Let them stay ignorant. (laughs) I mean, if they go into the playoffs and win a game, then they can talk. But whoever whoever (laughs) from the – like. Whoever from the NFC East makes it into the playoffs is going to get their asses stomped the first round. Yeah. Like there's just like there's too many powerhouse teams in the NFC that are going to be in the playoffs. Like you're going to have uh the Saints, you're going to have well the Saints are probably going to get first. So they'll probably have the bye, but you're going to Seahawks, uh Rams, Cardinals, I mean Green Bay, Green Bay. Yeah. Probably not the Cardinals. Say probably not the Cardinals? No, probably the Rams. Rams. I mean, Rams got a number one defense right now. They're doing really well. But we don't have to talk about them. Tampa Bay, I guess. Can't forget about them. Yeah, they're up and down, though. They've got a good defense, but their offense is, you know, still not in sync. So They're they're right there in the wild card hunt. Yeah. So. But. But yeah, I mean, as far as Washington goes, I guess I can wrap it up with saying that uh, I did call for Kellen Moore's head on Sunday or Thursday, whenever the game was. I think I think I yeah, mentioned that we should fire him. <laughs> but, hey, I, I've been saying that all season. Yeah. Shouldn't have ever been a holdover. Should have should have been a whole new staff. Yeah, I mean, I get it. You know, bringing in a new coach, 
with a whole new team and bringing in a whole new staff, like you want to have somebody that the players are familiar with, but you know, I guess at the not when that like, somebody is a, a one year experience OC, like it doesn't. Yeah. Just, but I mean, it just doesn't like I, in the heat of the moment I called for his head, but like, you know, if we look back to whenever Dak was playing, the offense was clicking on all cylinders, um, even with a beat up offensive line. Um, it was the defense that was holding us back. Now the defense is getting more in sync. The offense is, you know, missing pieces, and it's not as good. And for an offensive coordinator, you set up your offense to run with, you know, your starting quarterback, Dak, and you bring in Andy Dalton, you've got to change some things. So, like, I will cut him some slack. Yes, I was calling for his head on Thursday, but I think that if they get rid of him, I'd be a little upset knowing how he can handle the situation whenever Dak is in there. Um, now, if Dak comes back fully healthy, you know, it's going to take some time to get him back in there. Um, but I'd be okay with bringing him back for another year. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, jury's still out for me on that one. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> you guilty. Fire him. <laughs> Say it all year. <laughs> so, well, Mitch, I got, a, I, got a, I got a good one for you, Mitch. Okay. Me and Daniel already talked about this where you got on. Um, so we got two players, and then ask, see what you think. So Zeke has uh, 707 yards. Do you think he hits 1,000 yards before the end of the year? No. So he needs 50. What did I say, Daniel? 58 point something? Like 58.6 or something like that yards yeah. per game. Over the last five. No. You don't think he does? Okay, no. so Amari, what I say, he needs 158 yards? Yeah, 157, 158 to reach 1,000. To reach 1,000. <clears> yes. Okay, that's interesting. I mean, I was kind of in the same boat. Like, I say yes to both of them, but I think that you have to get Zeke's over 60 yards a game over the last five if you're even – trying to have a competitive game. I just think it's going to end up being more Pollard as it goes down the stretch and they're going to try to start resting guys and wait, you know, rest them for the off season or right. They need to (laughs) risk a torn ACL or something, something that's going to put them out for a year. I mean, that's fair with all the, with with all the injuries that's happened this year. That's that I'd be okay with it. But so, that being said, we can go back and look at our wildly off, wildly <laughs> bad predictions from last week. Um, Wayne predicted 34-18 Dallas with a bold of Dallas scores the most points on Thanksgiving of the f- six teams. Well, for first off, there was only four because Pittsburgh and the Ravens didn't play um, on Thanksgiving Day. So, And then... Um, let me verify this, but I'm pretty sure we ended up up the most points on Thanksgiving Day, not scoring the most points on Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> um, I'm just going to assume 41 was probably the most scored that day. Uh, the Texans put up a good bit. Let me look at that because the Texans, yeah. um, let me find it here. They went ham. Uh, well, Will Fuller went ham, but then he got suspended for PEDs. So uh, let's see here. Yeah, I gotta find that. Where is um, it? <laughs> dude? Like, what? 
but, but it was the Texans and Lions. Oh, yeah. it was 41. 41 25. They had 41 too. Yeah. They both yep. scored 41. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, so Wayne's was way off. Um, mine, 28 21 Dallas with um, both Zeke and Cooper going over 100 yards. Mine was way off. Zeke <laughs> had 32 yards rushing and I think one catch for seven yards. So, not even combined was he close. Cooper did go over 100, so that wasn't too bad, but Zeke just made it was terrible. And then uh, Daniel was 27 17. Um, Dallas and CD will get two touchdowns. Um, and then his other bold was that Dallas would be the only winner in the <laughs> NFC, East, NFC East this week. So, yeah, we were all off. I'm pretty sure we CD all... dropped two touchdown passes too, which maybe probably. I know he dropped one. I could be wrong about two, but I think he dropped two. <laughs> so, yeah, we are all wildly off on all of our predictions across the board. Nobody wins. We're all dumber for having listened to this podcast. <laughs> hey, we jinxed it last week with all the positivity. We did. We got we got way too... Our, oh, yeah, our eyes... The buy into it. <laughs> <laughs> our eyes got way too big for our stomach or whatever. That's okay. Yeah, we we beat we beat we beat Kirk Cousins. That's all the only thing that matters to me. Like I'm fine with it. Like <laughs> we did. That's I had true. fun beating him every every game we played whenever he was with Washington. <sighs> so that was beautiful. <clears throat> all right. So we can put the Washington game to bed and move on to the Ravens game, which, like I mentioned before, has now been moved to Tuesday night. Um, it is an eight oh five kick on the eighth of December. It will be on Fox and the NFL Network. <clears throat> um, this is a game that is in Baltimore and is mired in, um, I don't know, uh, I guess like COVID controversy, whatever you want to call it, um, because of all of the cases that are uh, going on with within Baltimore, um, them having to move their, their game this week. To yesterday, we had a Wednesday night game, um, and I shared that meme yesterday to you guys. Of uh, it's like the most 2020 thing that RG3 was throwing a pass to Des Bryant on a Wednesday night or on a Wednesday afternoon 3:40 kickoff football game. <laughs> yeah. It's the most 2020 thing that's happened ever. Well, just everything that ends up being 2020 is just crazy, but. Um, so yeah, we're going to be kicking off our game at eight o'clock on a Tuesday night, um, in Baltimore. I uh, don't know if they're going to have Lamar Jackson or not. We presume there's a possibility that he'll be back. RG three got hurt. So if he is not a go, um, I think we were talking about it earlier. The quarterback for them is going to be, uh, shoot. I gotta look. Uh, yeah, tra- uh, Trace McSorley. That's right, Wayne. I could barely hear you there, buddy. Yeah, um, you're cutting out a little bit. <clears throat> cutting out a little bit, but but yeah, Trace McSorley is their quarterback. Um, if RG three, well, assuming RG three is out, and then if Lamar Jackson can't go. Um, that being said, because of that, the over under has not been set for this game yet. Um. Vegas is not comfortable setting those numbers until they know who is actually going to play. 
And given the fact that the game isn't happening until Tuesday, they're probably going to wait a little bit longer um, to release those numbers. So at the time of recording, we are recording this on Thursday night. Um, all that is set right now is uh, Baltimore as a seven and a half point favorite right now. Um, I'll let Wayne get into the specifics on how he feels about all that, but I think that's um, probably going to be pretty close whether uh, Jackson plays or not um, just because of our defense right now. Um, I think we'll also try to do, you know, go towards more of a slow down pace offense. I hope that's what we'll do. Um, so I do think, uh, you know, seven and a half points is pretty fair. So I am going to pick, uh, Baltimore to win this game. Um, and I think it'll be 24 to 16. So I'm going to take the, the Baltimore against the spread there, um, favoring them. Uh, by eight. So 24, 16 Baltimore um, gets the win. And I'll give you our bold prediction, my bold prediction here after we let the other guys give their score prediction. So how does it feel to have to pick a, a score prediction without the over under Mitch? I wonder um, how he came up with that. <laughs> yeah. He, he probably looked at like a score previous, maybe comparative. I don't know. No, I <laughs> promise you, I didn't go that far into it. I just, I look at the spread, and this is the one you're going to be dead on. You're going to get this oh, one watch perfect. It. Yeah, watch it be perfect. <laughs> no, um, so so what again, twenty four sixteen. So if you look at um, ESPN's page, they have for like the matchups and stuff. They have this thing called Pick Center, and it does team rankings, um, which is I don't know what it why they call it that, but basically it's like what they think the score will be um, based on the spread. It's like close to what the spread is and what they think that, you know, your secret. So, um, <laughs> that's what I'm going with. That's, I don't know why. Um, I don't know how much I, it'll affect me based on the Mar. I might go, you know, them scoring a little bit more, like maybe 30, 31, somewhere in that ballpark. But we're not going to – I don't think we're going to score any more than that. So um, I just think the spread would be a little bit higher. Um, so, but Wayne, if you want to cover your stuff, because I know you had some stuff that you wanted to throw in there as far as the spread goes and, and your feelings about the bet based on Lamar Jackson and whatnot. So you want to go ahead and chime in there? Yeah, so – here we go. I'm seven and a half points. I think right now, I know you guys both are shaky on the Ravens with them having, but they dropped three in a row. Um, not look the same. Um, but at some point, though, I assume they're going to get back on track. And what better way to get back on track than to have all of your top rushers? against one of the worst rushing defenses. So that's something for us to look forward to. Uh, I'm not sure what their thoughts are with the uh, over-under, but 
I'm going to say the way we played Pittsburgh, it came out to a low-scoring game, I think under 40. And the Ravens playing Pittsburgh, same thing. It'll be cold. Um, a lot of running the ball. If we're smart, we'll do the same because they have a excellent defense. Um, and running, I think, is going to be our best bet. I imagine they might try to take that away and force us to throw a bunch underneath, um, which wouldn't be good for us. I would say that just because they're going to run so much and not because the defense is going to play so well, but they'll chew up a bunch of clock and get a lot of first downs. I'd imagine it'll be somewhere in the ballpark of 18 to 19. I'll probably go 18 to six, the Ravens. Uh, go. Are we doing bold predictions now or later, Mitch? Uh, we'll wait. Go ahead and do your score prediction, Daniel, okay. and we'll do bold. Yeah, I think 18-6 for me. And um, Lamar could push it up a little bit, I think, if or maybe 18-6, whether Lamar plays or not. But um, if he doesn't play and it's just Trace McSorley, I could see us closing the gap a little bit and probably covering. Um, it'd be more like an 18 to 12 with a possession, you know, for a chance at the end of the game type of thing. But um, that's how I see it playing out. Hmm. Well, I think that J.K. Dobbins and all of whoever's in the backfield, if they're all playing and Lamar Jackson's playing, and Mark Andrews is playing. I I don't know. I, I don't really have high hopes that our offense can even get in the end zone against their defense, to tell you the truth. Um, after watching the game yesterday, they've got a very good red zone defense, and we're not that great in the red zone. And getting to the red zone has been an issue anyway. So... Um, I think I don't know twenty four to nine is what I'm thinking. Um, Ravens. I just don't see us. I honestly don't see us scoring a touchdown. Um, I think we get lucky on a few field goals. But yeah, twenty four to nine would be my my prediction for this game. Yeah, I mean, seems like we're all kind of in that ballpark. Um, I think we'll maybe get one touchdown in there. I think, you know, that's the difference in our, our score prediction is, um, you know, mine's 24, 16 years is 24, nine. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think there's always that chance. Like we saw on, you know, Thursday against, um, Washington of, you know, Dalton hitting a deep ball to Cooper or somebody like that, you know, maybe not get into the red zone, but we score before we get in there. So, you know, there's, there's always that chance, uh, that, you know, um, maybe catch them early with one quick one, but I don't think it's going to be um, really even as close as that score would suggest it might be. But um, so I was just sitting here thinking of what I wanted for my bold prediction. And I'm going to go, I think, I think this is fairly bold, much more bold than my past couple. I think the last couple that I've predicted, I'm going to say 
Pollard will outrush Zeke this week. I think he'll get more yards overall. Yeah. Um, on the ground. So uh, that's going to be my bold prediction is Pollard will get more yards than Zeke. Uh, Wayne, what do you think? Anything I don't think worth predicting. Um, <laughs> I think uh, if it had to be bold, I would say we'll win the game. I think that's as bold as I can get. <laughs> so you, else would be just something, something easy. But yeah, else wins the game. <clears throat> so your bold prediction is that we'll win the game. I think we're having some issues with your connectivity. Um, Correct. You will win the game. How's that? Does it sound better? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we <laughs> we will win the game. That's probably as bold as I could get. Bold score going against, <laughs> or bold prediction going against this score prediction. I yeah. like it. I'm going to win one of them. <laughs> I mean. In, in sports betting, we call that hedging. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, like I, I don't know. It's hard for me to think of a bold prediction that'll happen for the Cowboys. Um, doesn't have to be for the Cowboys if you don't want it to be. Okay, I think the Ravens' defense will have four turnovers. Wow, but I believe it. <laughs> so they they caught they'll cause four. Yes, they will force four turnovers. Whether they be fumbles or interceptions or whatever, you know, defense, special teams, you know, four turnovers. I mean, if you want to put that like mm-hmm. as far as um, versing it in Dallas's um, way, then you could say that we will turn the ball over four times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seems I'm just, so negative. I'm just trying. Yeah, it's it's too negative. Like I'm gonna. Put some positivity on on the on the Ravens. I guess they'll they'll force four turnovers. We're gonna lose the ball four times. So it's not like it's, it's not us giving them the ball. It's them taking the ball. Yes. So we're oh, we're we're really the victim in the circumstance. Yeah, yeah. Like say, um, you know, <laughs> Dalton passes it to to Cooper and it hits him in the chest, and the defensive back comes and rips it out of his hands. You know, it's not going to be like a blatant like Zeke's running the ball um, with nobody around him and then just drops it. It's going to be forced turnovers. Thought not- of a uh, a good one while we were discussing this. Go ahead. Yeah, I got a good bold uh, one that has nothing to do with us winning the game, Mitch. Okay, Mike McCarthy will go for it on fourth down. <laughs> That's not bold. That's just in our own territory (laughs) at this point. (laughs) At this point, I wouldn't be surprised if he called a fucking punt on a second down. Yeah. Well, you know, Mm -hmm. it was just a good spot to do it. (laughs) I can't believe that he came out and tried to justify it. (laughs) Trying to catch him off guard, man. You punt on second down. They'll never never see it coming. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like here, have the ball. Yeah. Like we don't want the points. We're gonna lose anyway. Take the ball. 
We're trying to tank. Can you not tell? Just yeah. take the ball from us. Yeah. We're going to onside kick in the first half. We're going to do the opening kickoff as an onside. We should, and I <laughs> am not even lying. I mean, that would be oh, great. That would be really mm. funny. We should honestly. defer and then onside it. I mean, oh, that would be genius. Like, I'd be okay with that call. Like, I'd be perfectly fine with it. Th- that would actually not even bother me one, one bit. Yeah. All right, someone forward this podcast to Mike and tell him <laughs> to get on it. Oh, he listens. He definitely listens. Oh, he he definitely listens because whenever we're like all hyped up on us beating Washington, he's like, yeah, fuck those guys. <laughs> we're going to go out here and lose this. So that pretty much wraps us up for the tonight. Um, this is our shameless plug point. Um, plug me. Yeah. Plug you. Yeah, plug them up. <laughs> plug me. Um, <clears throat> get out there and rate us on Apple Podcasts, please. Um, give us some reviews. Tell us what you think about the podcast, honestly, so we can continue to improve things. And also, um, you know, join us on our Discord, on our other social media platforms, Instagram and, and Facebook. We're out on those as well. Um, things have been pretty busy, as we've mentioned a few times already, but um, with Wayne moving and just life in general, working from home, being quarantined, and then now not, and half the time I am, and so it's just everything's kind of hectic right now, but we'll try our best to always respond when we do get questions and comments and um, suggestions and whatnot. So feel free to join us in, in, on any of those social media platforms. Platforms. Um, we will definitely enjoy um, listening to you guys or hearing from you guys if we do get the chance to. And definitely we will try to include any of your questions or comments in our upcoming podcasts. So um, be sure to try to get out there and interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you all for listening and join us next week as we look at uh, or review the Baltimore Ravens game and preview the game who do we even play after that? <laughs> Let me look. The preview, the game against the Bengals. The Bengals. We could actually get a victory there. Oh, that's scary. Um, yeah, so mm-hmm. join us then. Thanks, guys. Go Cowboys. A solid, bold prediction <laughs> for this game is that Des Bryant scores the only touchdown.